0: Hello and welcome to the Local Marketing Podcast. This is episode three, and my name is Bob Terrio, and I promise you that I'm going to be your enthusiastic host on this podcast today. And I'm so happy that you're here. Uh, if you've been listening for the last few episodes, you will see that I will be talking everything marketing. So if you own a business, if you're an attorney, if you have a boutique. If you're a physician, if you are a chiropractor, there's going to be valuable information in here in this podcast. And that's always my goal is to bring as much information I can to you here to help you grow your business. If you're just starting out and your goal is to hit six figures by the end of the year, then this is great. This is a great place for you to start. If you're already making six figures and you want to hit your first seven figure year, this is also a great place to start. I get really excited talking about it because I just have so much information to share with you. And uh, I'm just honored that you're here listening to the podcast. Um, if you're trying to grow your business um, and you want to learn actionable steps that you can take, then you're in the right place because I immerse myself in marketing. I've been in marketing for over 25 years now, and I've had to learn along the way, uh, had a lot of hard knocks. Um, A lot of split testing, things didn't work, things did work. I've surrounded myself with some amazing marketers throughout the years. I've had the opportunity to work with amazing companies and business owners, Uh, and I've always tried to put myself in the room where I was the the guy who didn't know as much as everybody else around me. And you know, there's that old saying that you always, you don't wanna be the smartest person in the room because if you are, then you have a problem. So you always want to surround yourself with good people. You always want to surround yourself with good information. Uh, And I always talk about this. You have a lot of choices. So I'm grateful that you're here. And I'm grateful that you're getting this information from me. If I don't know something, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm going to try to find out about it first before I bring you content. But most of the information that I talk about in these podcasts, it's because I've done it. I've tried it. Um, It's failed. It didn't work. I've learned from other people along the way. I've learned with campaigns. I've run hundreds of campaigns. Um, I've been on social media now since 2005, uh, been working on it, been working in the trenches with businesses, outselling, out marketing, trying to get businesses for people, getting businesses for people, you know, selling a lot and uh, it's taught me a lot um, and so I think a podcast like this is great for you so I find it it's my obligation to try to deliver the best information I can to you. Uh, in this show, I want to talk about strategy and a tactic a tactic that will help you move the needle and that 's always my goal and It may be very simplistic or it may sound simplistic and what I want to talk about today is the word consistency and I want to go a little deep on consistency and then i 'm actually going to give you some steps on how to be consistent okay so if you look in the dictionary consistent consistency is defined. Uh, usually, It's usually defined as a steadfast, adhere to the same principles or course or form, to agreement, having harmony or compatibility, especially correspondence or uniformity among the parts of a complex thing or condition. Okay, so it's really simple for me. So consistency means to me during a, doing a task over and over again without giving up. Now there's that old adage saying that the definition of insanity is, is you know hitting your head up against the wall or doing the same thing over and over again and failing and expecting a different result. So that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is doing something over and over again, having small wins along the way right? Because if you keep doing things over and over and you're consistent, you will see the needle move. So there's two completely different things we're talking about here. Insanity is not, you know, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about doing things over and over again that are moving the needle. Okay. Now, sometimes it takes a little bit of time. Sometimes it takes time. There's things that that, that move slow. You know, we live in a very um, impatient society. Everybody wants things... They want to see instant results. You know, people want to lose weight, you know, in two days. You know, that's why all these diet fads come out and people, you see see the advertisements. uh, People say you lose weight if you drink these shakes, you're going to lose this weight. If you take this pill, you're going to lose this weight. You know, people are just like that. You know, people don't like to wait. They want, you know, there's, I see people on the smartphone, they'll actually like, try to download something, if it doesn't download in a minute, it's like, boom, they move on to the next tab. It's like, well, give it a second, you know, it's got to go up to space and hit a satellite before it can come back down to you. So it's just people are impatient. And so I think that has a lot to do with why people don't win in their businesses or in their personal goals or journeys, uh, because they're not consistent. Okay, they do not do the things that they need to do over and over and over. And so why, why is, why does this happen? Why do people give up so quickly? Is it because it's hard, right? Is it a hard task or something that they're trying to do? Um, Are they telling themselves that what they're doing is not worth it, right? So in your head, are you telling yourself, why do I keep doing this over and over again? I don't see the needle moving, I don't see results. Right? Is that because you're not seeing results or the results that you're seeing not coming fast enough for you? Are you being impatient? Okay. And I want you to ponder this. I want you to think about this because this is going to be the key that may unlock a lot of success for you in the future. Okay. A lot of times we have this inner voice that's controlling our thoughts, which we call the subconscious. Right. You have that inner voice that real that's playing over and over in your head telling you that hey you know what you've been doing this now for a few days and it's not working and you're telling yourself this it goes into your subconscious and then it regurgitates itself back out as you're trying to do something so your subconscious takes over because it controls about 90% of your brain so all the stuff the thoughts the memories the stories you told yourself over and over again is going inside of your subconscious and it's going to come out, okay? Whether you realize it or not, it's controlling your thoughts, your habits. You know, they say that for you to break a habit, you have to be consistent for at least 30 days, right? So they go hand in hand. So you need to break that pattern. You have to have a pattern interrupt in your brain to get you to do something differently. For you to have a different result, you're gonna have to be consistent in what you're doing, okay? And so for in order for you to be successful at anything, unless you are anointed and you were just born with this gift, this talent, most people are gonna ha- will have to work really, really hard. And to be quite honest with you, I've seen some super talented people that let their talent go to waste. And I've seen people with 50% of the talent outwork them, out hustle them. So now I'm gonna tell you a little story. So back, a lot of you know that I started back in the retail days. I used to work for a large department store, it was Dillard's, you know, they're still around. Um, that's how I got my start in retail. And at the time that they were hiring the, in order for you to get into their management program, you had to have a 3.0 grade point average. And they, were, they would go out to these colleges in the southwest, and they would recruit people that had the great point average that fit the mold. You know, you went through a, a, an extensive interview process, and during that interview process, uh, they would decide after you've gone through like maybe three or four interviews, if, you're, if you met all, their, met all of their criteria, they would hire you. So to make a long story short, it was really, really hard to get back into the management program in Dillard's in the early 90s, okay? So at the time, I hadn't finished school. I was still in college. I was working full time. I was still trying to, I was very young. I was in my early 20s, like 21, 22 years old. And I had—I didn't get my degree. I was still working. Um, I, I was living on my own. I had rent, you know, I had a car payment. So I needed to hustle. I needed to work. And the way I got in there was I was recruited from, a, I used to work for a um, one of their competition, another department store, and I was working in the loss, loss prevention department at the time. And I was a manager and I had been trained by one of the the leading authorities on on loss prevention out of New York. And the company I was working for at the time, the department store had flown this this consultant in and he had trained about four or five managers on how to be uh, very efficient in catching internal theft and catching people who were able, who were stealing money out of the register. Now remember this is before the internet. This is before, uh, a lot of stuff. And he had a system, a grid system that he taught us. And you can actually go through a journal roll and you can predict, um, if there was money missing out of the register, there was a way to predict if you matched up the the schedule of the department and you matched up the journal roles. He had this whole system where you can narrow it down to maybe one or two people. And then you would kind of know on paper who was stealing out of that register. And then we would put a camera over that register, match up the schedule. We would watch these people and we usually catch them stealing money out of the register in about two to three days after we had done all the legwork. So, I got really good at that and the competitor at the time or the operations manager had heard about me and they asked me to come in for an interview and they hired me on and I was able to, um, I arrested back in the day, we had handcuffs and everything, I arrested 13 13 employees in nine months and I recovered over $100,000 worth of property uh, in the nine month time span. And you know, to say the least, I won Employee of the Month, and they had presented uh, this whole program that I had implemented into their uh, into their their workplace there, and they were trying to offer me a job where I would go and train all the divisions in the company, but they were going to have a meeting with the store managers, and they wanted to see if they wanted to expense it out. So to make a long story short, the managers declined it. They didn't want to add any money to the budget. So there I was, left now. I had been incognito for nine months. Nobody knew that I existed there. They were hiding me on payroll as a truck driver or delivery uh, furniture guy. And I was actually, you know, doing all this stuff behind the scenes. Management loved me. They didn't want to let me go, but I hadn't finished college. And so they had a lot of faith in me. And they said, you know what? We're going to put you in the management program. So the management program was all of these kids that had graduated, you know, top of their class. They had gone through all these interview process. You know, they ba- basically went to Dillard's because they paid very well. There was a prestigious bat- a job back in the 90s. And so they threw me into the management program and I was like, wow, you know, like I didn't even know if I could do it. Um, I didn't really have the confidence because I didn't know what I was doing. You know, I was good at this one thing that, I, that they had hired me for. Well, remember I told you, I had bills at the time. I was living on my own, I had car payments, I had insurance, and so it was swim, you know, sink or swim. So I got in there and just out hustled all of these people, right? I had hustled them, I learned quickly. I, you know, whatever I, they needed me to do, I did. I asked a lot of questions and I started to make noise. I was consistent in what I was doing Right, and I started making noise, and they started offering me more and more positions, giving me more and more departments. They tried to give me a store in Santa Fe. I flew up there. I mean, I was doing very, very well. Okay. So the reason I'm telling you this, this story is because I didn't give up. I didn't give up. I kept trying and I was I had my back against the wall, but I needed that job and I needed to make that money. Okay. And so I had to put myself in that position, it was either do that or get out of the management program. So when I got into the management program, it was like I said, sink or swim. And that's how I learned how to be disciplined and how to learn and keep my mind open to new things. And that's what made me successful. So it taught me a lot of things, right? It taught me that if you apply yourself and you're willing to do the work and out hustle people, you will beat talented people every day. So just because you're talented, just because you're good at something, just because you're really good at school and you can take a test and you can score high on the grade. And if you don't apply your talents and you are not consistently working at it. So here was this kid who came up who didn't have the pedigree of these other managers, but I was out hustling them. I was out working them and I was making them look like they were standing still. And that's just the truth. And so I made my mark and I was able to write my own ticket with that company, okay? So just a little story, just wanted you to have a little bit of background and how I learned how to be consistent in my business and in in your life, basically, right? So consistency can be learned, okay? You're not really born with it. You can argue that consistency is a trait and it's not a skill. And there are some aspects of that that are true, but perhaps the most important aspect for you though, is that consistency allows you to enhance your technical competency and develop better interpersonal skills. And that is exactly what I did when I was working for Dillard's. I was learning how to problem solve. I was learning how to critical think. I was learning how to deal with my subordinates and the employees that were working under me. But I was also looking to other managers and I was absorbing what the things the things they were doing that were working. And I was looking at other managers and seeing the things that they were doing that weren't working. And I was applying all of that and I was like a sponge and just absorbing all of it. Okay. so. That's my little rant on consistency and how to learn it and, and, and how you're gonna apply it to your business and in your marketing because this is the marketing podcast, right? The local marketing podcast. So I wanna bring it back. So here are some steps, right? I always wanna give you something that you could take away. I always tell you this take away and go and turn it into money. So I'm gonna give you some, some steps on how to be consistent, okay? So, number one, you need to create a specific and realistic goal. Okay, and it's hard to be consistent if you don't have a strong idea of what you need to do. So you need to grab a piece of paper or get on your computer or make a note and you need to write down what it is your goals are. So it always goes back to goal setting too. So what is it that you wanna do? And I don't want you to become overwhelmed. Okay, I don't want you to write down these 10 big unattainable goals. I want you to think about one or two things that you need to do in your business and let's keep it to marketing, right? Let's talk about marketing. What, what are you gonna do tomorrow that's gonna get your business noticed? What are you gonna do tomorrow that somebody writes an article about you? What are you gonna do tomorrow that you're able to go on a podcast and promote your business? So I want you to think about what are the, the near goals that are close to you? You know you've been thinking about them. You've told yourself, if I did this, my business would explode. If I did this, my business would be here. There are things that I know that you're having internal conversations with yourself. You probably know what they are, but I need I need you to get them out of your head and put them down on paper, okay? And write them down, okay? So first, first thing you're gonna do is you're gonna create a very specific and realistic goal. Okay, so let's stick with one or two. Number two, I need you to create a schedule for yourself. Okay, remember I was talking earlier about the things I was doing, how I was observing people. I was keeping notes, I was carrying around a notebook and I wouldn't actually ask managers, hey, can I meet with you, what are you doing for lunch? And I would go out with them and ask them like, how do you work this? Back in the day, they used to have the DOS system and I just wasn't very familiar with DOS back in the day and I didn't know how to use the scheduler. And so I would actually schedule time with a manager who I know was very proficient because everybody is known for something. And I would sit down with them, take notes, pick their brain, but I would, that was one thing I was doing. I was scheduling myself to get next to somebody who knew what they were doing and then I would ask them questions, take notes, and I would learn from that. So you need to schedule yourself. So for you, let's take it back to marketing your business. What you need to do is, if there's something that you wanna do tomorrow, let's say that you wanna get on a podcast, a local podcast, and you want to get the word out about your business. Well, you need to come out with a value-driven proposition right? So that means you need to give away something for free that's valuable to the market. You need to reach out to an influencer or someone who has a podcast that's in your local market that's doing well. You need to DM them, send them an email, uh, introduce yourself to them and tell them how you, why they should you know, let you on their podcast to deliver this valuable information to their audience. So that's one way that you can promote yourself. So I'm always gonna be giving you ideas here, right? This is something you may have thought about or haven't thought about it. So if you're trying to promote your business, there's no better way than getting on a podcast that's doing very well in your local market, okay? So whatever it is, schedule yourself and then put those those tasks that go down on paper and say, well, tomorrow I'm gonna contact 20 influencers or 20 local businesses or whatever it is you're trying to do. Create a schedule for yourself. Okay, and then once you create that schedule for yourself, number three is you have to set reminders. Because we all get distracted. Remember I was telling you earlier, uh, we, we live in a short attention span society. Everybody wants instant gratification. Well, tomorrow you may get up or tonight you may get off this podcast and you may write down uh, you know, these these specific and realistic goals. You may set a schedule for yourself and then tomorrow two employees don't show up to your business. And then you put that on the back burner and you never get to that task you wanted to complete. So you need to keep stick notes. I mean, I'm going to go basic here. Get a pad of yellow stick of notes and put notes, goals down and put them on your your mirror in your bathroom and write those goals down and write those reminders down of what you need to do. And you need to put them at home. You need to put them at your workplace. Um, I put them at the bottom of my computer screen in my office. You need to put them on your belongings. I actually put little stick of notes inside of zippers of my, um, I carry around a, uh, it's kind of like an all in one backpack slash briefcase and I stick notes in there all the time I put them around my computer I put them I put stuff in my wallet you know little reminders so you need to do little set little reminders use Alexa (laughs) if you have an Alexa at home you know tell her to remind you to do a task at a certain time or at your office use Alexa I'm starting to do that it's pretty cool I put something in the oven and I say, Alexa, you know, put a timer on for 15 minutes and I go about doing something on the computer, the alarm goes off and I don't burn my food. So it's pretty cool, but you need to do that, okay? Number four, you need to make promises, but only if you can keep them, okay? And when I say that, I'm talking about to yourself. I'm talking about to your significant other, to your kids, to your employees, if you if you make promises, if you're one of those people that say, yeah, you know what, I promise you I'm going to do this for you and you don't do it, you start losing credibility with people. But more importantly, you stop believing in yourself. You know, you, you may say things out loud and you may just say them and not really have any intention of getting, getting to them or, or keeping that promise and breaking your promises. So... If you're going to make a promise, that's one thing that I've always done. And, and this is something that I did with my son when he was very little. You know, when I try to get him to study for school or to pass a certain test or to get good grades, you know, I would wave carrots in front of him. I'm say, look, if you do this and you come out with this grade, you know, I'm going to reward you with this. And every time I promised him something, I always delivered. And one of the things that is coming here up in September, his birthday is on 9-11. When he was a small child, seven or eight, we were traveling to Disneyland, and we had stopped in uh, in a layover in Vegas. And they, you know they have those slot machines at the airport, and um, he's you know I put some money in the slot machine, and he was watching me play. And security came over and say he's you know he's a young child, you gotta back him away. And you know he was like, where are we? And I'm like, we're in Las Vegas. There's gambling. He didn't understand why there were slot machines everywhere, and I said, look son, when you turn 21, I'll bring you back to Vegas, right? Well, guess what, D-Day it's here. It's in less than a month. Today, we booked the tickets to Las Vegas. I haven't told him yet, but I promised him that I was going to take him to Vegas when he turned 21 so that I could see Vegas through his eyes. It's just one of these things that, you know, for me, it's like every time I say I'm going to do something, I do it. And um, I've always been this way. and, And, you know, it's something that's always served me well. So that's number four, right? If you're going to make promises, whether it's to yourself or other people, make sure that you keep those promises. And the last step to being more consistent is to reward yourself when you get something done. So I don't care how small the task is. Remember, I said set one goal for yourself. Set one item up. Once you get that done, Reward yourself. And it could be as simple as if you like Diet Coke, go buy yourself a nice Diet Coke. If you want an ice cream cone, go buy yourself an ice cream cone. I don't care what it is. Uh, if it's a small task, just reward yourself. Um, it just works. It works for it works for kids. It works for adults. And it surely will work for you too. Okay? So to recap, real, real, real quick, the five steps to become more consistent. Create specific and realistic goals. Create a schedule for yourself. Place reminders around your home, your office, and in your belongings. Make promises that only you can keep and reward yourself when you get something done, okay? So how does this apply to marketing? So I'm going to take it a little bit deeper now, okay? Without trying to keep this podcast too long, I'm going to take it a little bit deeper. And, you know, it's because I see far too many business and business business owners give up on marketing and advertising campaigns way too quickly. They think that they're going to get results quickly because their expectations weren't set right from the beginning. They either had a marketing manager or an outside marketer, whether that be a television, a station, a radio station. They come in and they promise them the moon and the stars. And then things don't go as they thought they were. They didn't work as fast as they thought they didn't get the results quickly. And then they cut the campaign out its knees. Boom, they just stop it. Cold, it's not working. So one of the biggest mistakes that you can make is to stop your marketing altogether. Yes, you may have to pivot and change things up, but you should never give up completely. I would always set realistic, realistic expectations with my clients. I still do. When I sit down with them, you know, I tell them, look, it's going to take some time. And sometimes people are just, they're adamant. They're like, I have this much money. I want you to throw some ads, da da da, And boom, they want to see quick results. Which is okay because, you know, things are expensive. Marketing's expensive. But I think expectations need to be set from the beginning. And if you're a marketer and you're listening to this podcast, make sure that you're talking to your clients at the very beginning and you're being realistic with them. Stop with all the pie-in-the-sky stuff. Have I ran campaigns that started working in 24, 48 hours? Yes, I have. But have I've tried mimicking and copying those campaigns to other things and they didn't work, right? And you know, we don't have control of the Facebook algorithm or the Instagram algorithm or the LinkedIn algorithm. You know, they're constantly tweaking and changing things. Marketing is an evolving living and breathing thing. There's always going to be changes when you're a business owner and you're trying to market your business. Yes, there are tried and true things like branding and referral marketing, word of mouth marketing. That type of thing is never going to go away. But strategies and tactics are always going to change and you always have to be on top of it. Okay, the way we gather information When we're doing these uh campaigns is going to help you immensely because it's going to teach you how to pivot and move and what you should be doing or not doing just because something doesn't work at the beginning doesn't mean it's not going to work at the end sometimes marketing is a slow process and i like to tell people that you know it, it may sound like well you know it just doesn't work it works marketing works but the biggest takeaway again for this podcast you are sitting here you're listening you could be doing something else Again, I thank you for your time. But remember, as a business owner, whatever you do, you have to be consistent, you have to be patient, and you have to have strategy. When you combine those three things, you will see results, okay? Don't throw money at things that you can't track and measure, like billboards like print advertising. You know, I'll you know, i do a podcast later on down the road and I'm gonna get real deep into that stuff. But I always tell my clients that if you're gonna spend any money with me, we're gonna track and measure everything. Now, we put reports together and we try to send them out. Sometimes I have clients tell me, Bob, you know what, my phone's ringing, I'm busy, I don't even need to see the report, we still send them. If they don't wanna look at them, that's on them, but I my staff, we're gonna look at them because we need to know where we are. We need to always be gauging and measuring everything because then we have no reference. If we just keep going off what the client is telling us, well, then if they tell us it's slow that day or they're having a slow week and we can't go back and track analytics, then we're not doing our job, okay? So remember, consistency in your market marketing can take your business to new heights. If you want more information, about local marketing strategies visit my website my agency's website it's successrocketmarketing.com and you can always go and download my free book right now it's the number seven figures book.com okay get that it's like 17 strategies that you can go ahead and implement tomorrow try that download that and if you found any value in this podcast make sure to leave us a review especially on uh, itunes We're interested in your feedback. I want to know, did you like this? Do you like this type of format? Do you want things changed up? We may bring on guests later on. Uh, This is all new, right? This is episode three, but I'm super excited to be here. I know that you can be doing anything else, but I wanted to end it on a good note. Remember, consistency, consistency, it's key. Okay, until next time, I'm Bob Terrio, and let's ignite your business with some marketing fuel.